are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. It's your daily news dump that's going to focus on all things Bachelorette, Bachelor Nation, pop culture, sports, whatever I decide tickles my fancy. Thank you all for listening. Got some bumper music that we added. It is the same group that sings the song that's on Thursday's podcast that you've heard for five and a half years. Different song. But um, what I'm going to do is today I'm just going to use it as intro and outro music. Tomorrow I'm going to have it playing underneath the whole 15 to 20 minute podcast. I just want to see how it sounds. I want your feedback. If you like it at just the beginning and the end, or if you like it playing, it's going to be at a very low tone underneath, but I kind of want it just because this is such a short podcast, maybe having something underneath it, uh, a bed of something underneath it of music. Maybe that'll add to it. I don't know. I'd like your feedback though. So that'll be tomorrow's today is just the intro and outro music. Don't forget. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today, but we will get to that momentarily. Today's podcast is brought to you by Organifi. Do not forget, 20% off your next order at Organifi.com slash Reality Steve. That's for 20% off your next order. It's a superfood blend that tastes amazing and makes it easier for anyone to choose their own health every day. Also today brought to you by Green Chef. Go to greenchef.com slash reality Steve 135. Use code reality Steve 135 to get $135 off plus free shipping of your first order. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. Okay, so last night, starting with The Bachelorette, was the premiere of season 19. And let's just run through some things. Today on my website, uh, I have some information in regards to, you know, the stuff that I did post, the spoilers that I do have for this season. I can't, I, I, I have them there, but obviously I don't have the winners, but these are for people who have not been on the site for three or four months and did not follow along because yesterday, again, numerous people DM'd me asking, when am I posting who Rachel and Gabby chose? Clearly, I don't have that yet. So I'm giving you what I can on the site today. Just go to realityseve.com and check that out. It'll have all the information for you there. So also, I will have my recap of last night's episode on my site, realityseve.com. I'll link to that on Twitter and in my um, Instagram stories. So let's get started uh, with last night. I think the first thing that jumped out to me last night was the very first commercial break it might have been in the second commercial break you know in the past where they say do you know someone who's interested in dating our next bachelor you know apply here at you know abc.com all this stuff did you hear last night's commercial (laughs) it's jesse palmer doing a voiceover saying your boyfriend's a loser dump his ass apply for the bachelor kind of funny kind of funny because we've heard the same nonsense for however many years. Do you know somebody who would want to date our next bachelor or bachelorette? Have them apply. Just, you know, basic generic stuff. Last night, that was uh, that was interesting. I didn't expect that. And then the second time they ran it in the second hour, it was just ready for some magic in your love life. Apply here. So they changed it up in the second hour. Not sure why. We did not have intro videos last night. Thought that was interesting. We've never not had intro videos. 
We had videos of the guys' reactions when Rachel and Gabby were named the Bachelorettes during Clayton's finale. We got that, but no intro videos. My guess is ABC will put up intro videos today on their website. They've done it in the past. I don't see why they wouldn't do it today to get people to know a lot of the guys since they only focused on a few guys last night. And you kind of have to when there's 32 guys there. Some of the limo entrances that kind of stuck out to me. Number one, Jason saying, I'm in love with three women, my mom, my sister, and my dog. Are you in love with your mother? Are you, are you in love with your sister? I, I think he, I get what he was trying to do. Don't think it landed really well. And by the way, I was keeping track in the beginning because this is the first time since the Caitlin and Britt season that we had two bachelorettes. Now, Caitlin and Britt stood 10 feet away from each other. Rachel and Gabby, you know, were attached at the hip all night long. So they were standing there and I was curious, are the guys going to hug Gabby first or Rachel first? And I saw some of the reaction last night saying, you hug left to right, so that's why Gabby got most of the first hugs. That didn't make any sense. Like I, If I walked up to two women and I was in that situation, I wouldn't think, I know because we write left to right, that means we hug left to right? Is that a thing? I didn't even know that. I saw that reaction last night by a lot of people when I tweeted it out because Gabby was getting a lot of the first hugs and I was just like, why? Why, aren't, why can't you hug Rachel first? But then they stopped really showing the first hugs, so I kind of lost track. But Gabby did get most of them. Quincy, on his limo entrance, decided to tell people he hasn't had sex in a year and a half. Not sure why, but he did. Again, maybe TMI, Quincy? Save it for later. The other big theme of the limo entrances was the 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 piling on of Clayton. I didn't understand it. We know that Clayton has suffered after his season, admittedly, struggled with his mental health. How 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 how, how do you think he felt last night watching the producers clearly tell guys to bring him up, call him a clown, instruct a child choir to memorize a song with the chorus, Clayton sucks. I mean, come on. I mean, I've told you for 17 years how crappy the production and the producers of this show can be. But again, they just take it to another level last night with that. Did that really need, was that really necessary? Did that have to be done? Of course not. But they did it. I feel bad for Clayton. Yes, Clayton fucked up last season. He knows it. He's admitted it. I think we can get past this. Four months later, can we move on? Do you really need a choir of children who you clearly hired to bring in and taught them a song with a chorus of Clayton sucks? What are we, fifth graders here? So stupid. When James brought in the meatball sub, I got hungry. I'm a big fan of meatball subs, especially from Subway. So thanks a lot for that, James. I didn't understand the Brandon outfit. Am I, am I missing something with the Brandon, the blue? What was it? Blue. Um, 
I, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to think of the word for that. Uh, I, I don't even know. But I, I, I didn't understand it. I've never seen that. Is that a thing? Please, someone explain what Brandon came in as. I didn't understand that at all. There were a couple other ones. Jacob came in on the horse, obviously, shirtless. We already know that Jacob is uh, quite the ladies' man down in paradise this season, so look for him, and so it's not surprising the guy showed up shirtless. Once we were inside, I just I didn't have an issue with Roby being a magician and showing a pretty basic card trick. What I did have an issue with is the fact that he pronounces his name Roby. I'm sorry. And I, I get R-O-B-B-Y would be Robbie. 1B seemingly would be Roby. I don't like it. I don't want you to be called Roby. Change your name. And I and I know this is the brother of actress Lily Sobieski. Just stop calling yourself Roby. I hate it. I mean... Hey, you're born with that name. That's what you are, uh, <laughs> call yourself. But I, I can't do it. I don't like Roby. I'm sure he's a great guy. I'd love to learn a few card tricks, but the Roby thing just just killed me. Clearly, they focus on a few guys last night. Eric, who made out with Gabby and then had a really good time with Rachel. Probably could have kissed her. We saw Rachel is clearly smitten with Tino. We know Tino gets to the final two. So, obviously, all season long, we're going to be f- trying to figure out, did she end up with Tino? I, I, You know, like I said yesterday, the first, the first episode is the same shit every season. It really is. Uh, you know, you get your arrival. The first impression Rose arrives. Jesse Palmer drops it off. And then the guys always say the same things. Oh, this now makes it real for everybody. Like, what? It wasn't real before a, a rose arrived? A rose that has literally been around for 46 seasons? Or I think most of them that always had a first impression rose. Come on. Let's, let's stop acting like this is some major thing. One guy is liked more than the others on the first night. Now, granted, when we're talking about The Bachelorette, we know the history of first impression roses for four seasons in a row, whoever got the first impression rose ended up winning. And then I forgot who broke that streak, but then the streak went back uh, on again after, I think, Michelle. Yeah, Michelle gave her first impression rose to Nate. And Katie obviously didn't give hers to Blake because he arrived late. But um, I think five of the last seven or five of the last eight seasons, the first impression rose winner on The Bachelorette ended up, the first impression rose recipient ended up winning the show. So... Yeah, there was a lot of things. I, I go over, I give you more of my thoughts on what happened on the night one in today's column. So check that out at uh, realitysteve.com. Some pop culture things to get into uh, real quick today. I saw that Jason Oppenheim from the Selling Sunset show, who broke up with Chriselle about six or seven months ago, was seen making out with some influencer overseas by the name of Mary Lou. Never even heard of her. Had no idea who this person was. So I Googled her, looked her up. She looks about 21, which is seems to be right up the Oppenheimer's alley. The impression they've always given off is they're just young party guys that don't want to settle down anytime soon. And 
you know, I, I don't know how old Mary Lou is, but if she's a day older than 23, I'd be stunned. I just look. <laughs> it's what if that's what he wants to do. It's it's fine. Have at it, Jason. But is it the least bit surprising to see that that's who he was making out with and overseas? Not to me, it wasn't. One thing to get back to in the reality TV world, I mentioned yesterday about Big Brother already getting heat from the live feeds for the treatment of Taylor, the contestant, and a lot of the cookout from last season's Big Brother season decided to speak up on it. Former podcast guest Emily Longeretta, who was on a month ago, wrote a piece for Variety where I guess she contacted production at CBS, and they're very disappointed in some of the behavior that's been happening online. And apparently the contestants have been notified of, hey, knock it off. So we'll see if anything changes going forward. We'll see if this becomes a storyline. I don't know. But good reporting by Emily there that uh, I guess she spoke with producers and producers are aware of what happened on the live feeds and have spoken to the cast. So I got a couple sports things for you as we um, kind of wind down here. The Zach Wilson drama <laughs> is uh, it's pretty funny. I mean, you got to admit, it is pretty funny. Now, if you don't know the story, Zach Wilson is the quarterback for the New York Jets. He was dating a girl. Uh, let me pull, I, I thought I had her name written down, but I didn't. So let me pull it up real quick. Uh, Zach Wilson. He was dating a girl by the name of Abby Gile. They broke up. And... Zach Wilson was a quarterback at BYU, was drafted to the Jets, quarterback of the Jets now. This past weekend, or two or three days ago, a former teammate of Zach Wilson at BYU by the name of Dax Milne, who plays for the Washington Commanders, posted a photo, kind of a soft launch of him and his new girlfriend, and it happens to be Zach Wilson's ex-girlfriend, Abby Gile. Well... (laughs) Uh, and he tagged his caption with word on the street and everybody knows it's her. So basically he's now dating his ex teammates, ex-girlfriend, which if there's guy code, he broke it. But what's really interesting was, you know, somebody commented on that post. It has now been taken down, but you know, commenting like, Oh, you know, going after your, you know, teammates, girlfriend, whatever. Abby Gile chimed in. And said that Wilson was sleeping with his mom's best friend. That's the real homie hopper. Is the story corroborated? No. Abby has since deleted her Instagram. And Dax Milne doesn't allow comments on that picture anymore. But kind of a big accusation to make. I mean, we don't know. We have no idea if it's true or not. But Zach Wilson in the number one media market now is going to receive hell all season long. Like that's the last thing this guy needs. The jets are already pathetic as it is. The fact that their quarterback now is involved in a quote unquote scandal because his ex-girlfriend outed him for sleeping with his mom's best friend. Yikes. I don't know if it's true, but that's the problem. She put it out there and now it doesn't matter if it's true because now there's t-shirts going around already t-shirts and hoodies being made up that said, Throwing bombs, banging moms with the Jets logo on it. 
You can purchase them online right now. So there you go. Enjoy your season, Zach. Enjoy a 4-13 and season uh, for the New York Jets. What a pathetic franchise. One of the biggest myths in all of sports, one of the biggest stories that has been going around in all of sports for the longest time, apparently has been debunked. Derek Jeter, former New York Yankee shortstop, has a seven-part documentary coming out next week on ESPN+. Plus. It's going to document his whole career. <laughs> but I don't know if you know this, but for the longest time, there's been this, I don't know, urban legend that Derek Jeter, because he was always single when he played, he dated women, dated a lot of A-listers when he was playing for the Yankees. But as far as we know, was never, you know, we don't know how serious he was, but he dated a lot of A-listers. The rumor going around was that Derek Jeter obviously could get a lot of women. He would have a lot of one-night stands, and he would make his one-night stands, sign NDAs, and then send them away in a car service the next day and give them a gift basket. That was always the running thing behind the scenes, that he would give his one-night stands a gift basket and like a signed baseball in it when he sent them on their way the next morning. It's just always been talked about. It's always been accepted that this is what he did. Well, in this documentary, apparently Derek Jeter says, I don't know where everybody got this, and I don't know why people believe it. I've never done that, which really sucks because I want to believe that that's true, and I want to believe that that's what Derek Jeter did for his one-night stands. What a kind guy. But he denies it and says he never did it. So now we need somebody who had a one-night stand with Derek Jeter back in the day to come forward and say, no, he gave me a gift basket, and we need receipts. We need a picture of it. We need a picture of his signed ball and anything he made, you know, possibly made you sign. I don't know. But if they signed an NDA, they probably can't do that. But interesting. Um, kind of a bummer, though, that that's been debunked. Because that was one of the funniest stories ever when I heard that, that he used to give his one-night stands a gift basket as he sent them on their way in a car service. Um, you know, looking out for them. I mean, look, if you're a professional athlete, especially of the stature of Derek Jeter, you need to basically sign NDAs, especially once social media started to gain a uh, grab a hold of society because, I mean, you're just you're playing with fire if you're going out and sleeping with a different woman every night. I mean, you're going to get exposed. So uh, and one final story. This is kind of a, a sad note, but it's almost it, it, it hits a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit close to home. Like literally former cowboy running back, Marion Barber died last month. And I saw the story and I'm like, damn, that sucks. I mean, I'm not a huge cowboy fan. I watch him play. I live in Dallas. So clearly a lot of coverage out here, but Marion Barber, I, when I saw that he died, I saw that he died in Frisco, Texas. Well, I live in Frisco. My mother lives in Frisco. Uh, the autopsy came out yesterday that he died of a heat stroke. There weren't any other things revealed. He's 38 years old. He's had some problems in the past with mental health issues. So maybe it was heat stroke. That was part of it. It seems like it would be more for a for a 38-year-old former NFL player that it would take more than heat stroke. But I don't know. That's what came out yesterday. The personal story I have to this is I didn't know this until my mom told me a few days later when she saw it on the news Marion Barber lived in the apartment building, one building over from my mother. She lived in apartment building 12. He lived in apartment building 11. And she saw that day paramedics coming out and wheeling somebody out of the apartment. 
she had no idea at the time who it was or what it was about, but ended up being Aunt Marion Barber. So great running back. Had a good, I think, four- to six-year run with the Cowboys. Um, definitely will be missed. But, yeah, when I saw that story and the autopsy came out yesterday that he died of heat stroke, yeah. Talk about heat here in Texas these last two weeks. Jesus. Maybe that'll be a topic uh, that I bring up tomorrow, what I'm dealing with and what a lot of us here in, in Texas are dealing with with this heat. But um, that'll do it uh, for today's Daily Roundup. Appreciate you all listening. And once again, we'll be back tomorrow with another Daily Roundup. So we'll talk to you tomorrow. See you.